Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. The intro of your show is incredibly important for setting the style and the tone of your program. But trends are changing. Are you keeping up? Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Introductions, outros, all those various things. When we build an episode as a working podcaster, you know, we got content in the middle, but we need to brand it. We need to wrap it around with things. We need to put something up front. Typically, the first thing you want someone to hear is some sort of a consistency. You want them typically to know what it is they are getting themselves into as they listen. We typically call this an intro. On the flip side of that, at the end of your show, typically it's important to brand that your show is over and done. So there's a series of aural noticeable things that happen. We call this an outro. Generally speaking, there can be other things in and around that. But nonetheless, the idea is the first thing somebody hears is likely the intro. And the last thing someone hears after your episode is over is the outro. So lots of things you can do with an intro and an outro, but this week I have been exploring things I've been wrong about or things I've changed my mind about. And by the way, changing your mind is very important in a fast-moving medium like podcasting. Well, this is one of them. This is one of the things where I have changed my opinion a couple of different times on that. So in the old days, back in the day, we all recommended, we were all doing, we were taking the clues, the cues from the world around us, and we were putting together what we call a canned intro. And that was typically having something that is recorded that talks about the show, that talks why it is, what it is, and what the overall show, overall podcast is, with the name, here are your hosts, here's what they do, all of that. And sometimes those intros went kind of long. I've I've heard I've seen heard shows with intros over a minute and a half long. Ooh, sometimes even longer than that. Or there can be very very short canned intros. Here's your host. Boom, done. Okay, great. That's the canning of an intro. But it didn't take long before some people said, you know, why why are we doing that? Maybe maybe doing a live, fresh instead of canned, a fresh intro. Or it's just simply some bed music plays. Then the host comes on and says, My name's Bob. You're listening to the Bob Podcast. Today my guest is, boom. That's also pretty common these days. So, I said this is all about my opinion changing, and which one should you do? Um, well, my opinion has recently shifted, like up in, like in 2015, 2016, when I was really getting started jumping back into podcasting, but this time as a consultant, this time with clients who I'm actually advising of what to do. I was stuck on the, 
you need to pick a pick an intro. And it needs to be a canned intro so that it's consistent. We need the right kind of bed music and the right kind of voice to properly set up the expectation of the show. And I, I myself wound up being the intro voice, as well as the outro voice, for a lot of podcasts that, that I manage. And others have reached out to me and said, hey, would you mind voicing this intro so I can can it together? Sure, I don't mind doing that. So that was my my original recommendation. But But lately... I've been changing my tune and recommending that we go with a fresh approach. And the reason why I'm doing that is twofold. Number one, if you listen to a lot of podcasts like I do, uh, 180 I think are in my subscription list right now. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll see the trend has definitely gone towards shorter intros, getting people to the content quicker. Nothing new here. Nothing new here. Getting people to the content quicker. The other trend has been eschewing professional voiceover talent and going with just the natural voice of the host or hosts of the program itself. That's the trend. So I have been, for the last year or so, recommending to all of my new clients that they do a fresh intro. Each episode, they do their own Fresh intro. Nothing canned. Now, that's the recommendation, but there's a challenge with that. There's a challenge with that in that, and you're going to have to face this, working podcaster, because if you're doing, if you're building a podcast properly, in my opinion, my, my idea of properly, you might remember several, several episodes ago, I talked about the difference or the similarities between a hoagie, a sandwich, and a podcast, and how people eat A hoagie is very different than the way that a hoagie is made. Same thing for a podcast. The way people consume a podcast is linear. You don't have to actually make a show linearly. In fact, I recommend you not make shows linearly. Well, the problem is when you're doing a live, fresh intro, it kind of encourages the bad behavior of doing an intro and then introducing your guest and then interviewing your guest and then saying goodbye to your guest, and then wrapping up the show all in one take, because that's faster. Yeah, it, it is faster, but it's not better in many, many cases. In many cases, it's still better for you to break it up. So the problem has been what I've gotten some clients that are doing, and I do not recommend this. Here's the pitfall to avoid. I don't recommend canning your own voice. I have a handful of podcasters who want that consistent voice, that consistent thing that is said at the front, as well as the end, of their show. But instead of doing it live each week, they want to save time, and they just want to can that. And and I get it. I understand the rationality, but what I try to explain to them is, so that really means we're going to have three different versions of your voice in each podcast episode. And by different versions, I mean totally different sounding voices. That's the voice you recorded six months ago or six years ago when you did the intro. Maybe you had a, had a cold. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you had a totally different microphone. Maybe you're recording in your grandmother's closet, and now you're recording on the road all the time. That sounds like your voice six months, six years ago when you recorded it. That's one version of your voice. Then you have the, if you're doing an, an, an opener where you are 
sitting down after the interview. In fact, if your show is an interview show and you're doing kind of a, hey, here's what's coming up today. I'm going to be interviewing this particular person. We're going to talk about these wonderful things. It's great and it's fine. It's wonderful. Man, I really hope you enjoy that. Here it is. Stop. You recorded that in a totally different environment from where you conducted the interview and certainly from where you interview, where you conducted and where you recorded that first opening thing, that intro. So that's a second version of your voice. And then the third version of your voice is when you sit down either remotely or in person or through some other system, another different set of voices. That's your voice again, but it sounds different. That's just weird <laughs> to, to, the, to the people that are out there listening to that, and it might be a little bit off-putting. So in my final minute, let me make a recommendation. The new way of doing things is to get rid of canned intros altogether and do them fresh and do them as fresh as you can each individual time. And then you will only have really two versions of your voice. You'll have your intro and your opener that you record at the exact same time. And then you'll have the different bit of your voice when you're interviewing someone, which is okay. It is okay for you to do that middle section, the meat with a different sound of your voice. People will forgive that. They understand that. That's you out somewhere talking. During your opening remarks, you say, I went to this cafe and talked to them, or I called them remotely and we had this conversation. You're setting up. You're not trying to make it a contiguous experience because it's not. It just sounds different. So my my recommendation, go fresh. Go fresh with your intro. Make it rolls nicely into your opening segment of your client. And the same thing on the back end. Make it fresh. Make it short. Make it sweet. Give it just the information that they need. That's the growing trend. That's what I'm doing now. Maybe you should do that too. Hey, if you need some help with your podcast, guess what? I help with podcasts. I launch podcasts for businesses all around the globe and keep them running. If you want to check out the services I offer, go to podcastlaunch.pro where you can see all of those. You can email me, evo at podcastlaunch.pro, and I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, 
or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.